Maybe in a decade they take me out on a stretcher Till I come back like Roman Reigns Blood in my veins still boiling in the pot Finna bubble up Ten blunts lit, I got the drop in the double cup Bro, they know I'm at the spot And I'm finna fuck them up Pearly gates waiting, but it's no heaven Call me baby reverend Choke him out like Dan Severin And my brother's still bludgeoning We at the complex on a new day Dressed in my ears, I look like Lupe Yeah What's up, everybody, and welcome to Permanent Marks, brothers. How y'all doing? Hey. Doing well. As you can see, we have an all-star cast today uh, for the 20th episode. Uh, who would have thought that me and Aaron could get our shit together to do 20 <laughs> episodes? That's pretty wild. Uh, we did we did more than one a month. I'm proud of us. Uh, and to next year, let's <laughs> let's keep it at least at that, I guess. Uh, but I like the goal. introducing introducing everybody, uh, Eric Kelly and Mo Brown, Sup- uh, regular listeners, <laughs> regular contributors. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh. with the title, <laughs> a little stinger, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Aaron Parker, as usual. You're. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Also, oh, yeah. just have to throw in there real quick. Permanent Marks was in my top five li- most listened to podcasts of on my Spotify Wraps. So not only am I first time, Hell long yeah. time, I'm just going to be long time, long time. <laughs> you're, just, you're the you're the only one that had that on their list. <laughs> so. I must say thanks to our only listener. Woo! Right around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> I have. Like my- <laughs> I think I've I've listened to the majority of the episodes. There's a few I missed. I will admit. There's some support when we get when we got it uh, going kind of good last time. Uh, we got much more views than usual. So uh, I think yeah. consistency is key. So we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, man. <laughs> shout out to shout out to everybody who has rocked with us for this first year, man. It's it's been a it's been a wild one, and to hear Patrick say that we did 20 episodes that sounds like a lot more than we thought we did <laughs> so, so, so shout out to y'all man if you're if you're on spotify or apple i guess put that notification bell or whatever if you're on youtube subscribe you know exactly we love you we love help you, us out help us out and tune in um we're gonna do uh our special well, I guess first time. My dumbass thought that we've been doing this for longer than a year. Uh, we have not, not even close. Uh, uh, so this is our first end of the year wrap up special. Uh, yeah, we did the we did halfway through the year. I think that's probably what you got. I think yeah, we did do halfway oh, through yeah. the year. That I could have been it. Me and Mo were both yeah. on that one too. And y- y- y'all were. So this is very fitting, very apropos, if you will. There we go. Oh, yeah. Regular list contributors <laughs> over here. Uh, so, <laughs> I got notes. Uh, <laughs> man's got notes. Aaron's ready to defend WWE. Uh-oh. Here we to go. Death. Uh, Eric's about to brawl too. I would say I'm about 75 25 in favor of AEW. Same. Uh, yeah, and I think, I'm looking I think at a good Mo's like 85, around there. 85 to 90 AEW. Right Spoiler alert. <laughs> Jokes on y'all. None of my choices are from WWE or AEW. I'm kidding. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I've secretly been watching a lot of stardom <laughs> this year. <and laughs> all of my choices are from Impact. And let me tell you something. I did get on the Impact train about a month ago. It's been some good watching. So that's my tiny plug for Impact slash TNA come 2024. Nice. Start watching it. It's been pretty good. Um, I respect the um, bringing back the, the TNA of yeah. it all. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Also, apparently... Apparently, there's a really big signing about to happen. We don't know who it is. They say, I saw. They say it's one of the biggest signings in TNA history. So, you know, whatever. You know, we'll see. Hogan? I think that's in one of my categories. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Hulkster yeah. coming out of retirement. I think it's Hogan coming back. P.U. Well, after, after, after Hogan uh, fights Sting and Sting's last match. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. <laughs> Then he's coming on the, over in TNA. I just start burning. Uh, with a run-in from Mick, Rick Flair. Uh, <laughs> start, that don't work for uh, me, yeah, brother. I start burning my AEW flags. Me and Eric did get tickets to the last Sting show, so we will be there uh, representing our boy. Yes, our, sir. Our childhood oh, favorite. Oh, <laughs> he's coming down from the Raptors. <laughs> if he comes down from the Raptors, I will lose my mind. I will say. I, dude... I will. I'm going to ball my eyes out at the <laughs> fucking show. I swear. It's just me consoling Eric. In the <laughs> yeah. <way>. <laughs> There's <laughs> definitely going to be tears that night from a lot of people mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be wearing a super sick shirt that Mo got me. For oh my, yeah. Uh, birthday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it that it's going to be worn. I got it all nice and folded <laughs> and ready. If. <laughs> If Darby is his last match, I have the grossest, gothiest Sting and Darby shirt that I'll wear. To oh, that. dude, but, yeah. Uh, I think I've only yeah. seen you wear that like one time. So yeah, this yeah, will yeah. Be, This will be perfect. Th- it goes a little too hard, I think. <laughs> I think y'all I should dig do it. Sting paint. I think it's like, if it's his last match, I feel like oh, I'm you doing need to it. go yeah. all the way. Sting socks, Sting shirt, Sting paint, Sting hat. I got the Sting socks for go. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. Eric can do Wolfpack. I do regular. Nice. Or <laughs> we'll get super gross and sweaty and be bleeding yeah. everywhere. <laughs> be covered in beer and sweat, looking like Sting going out of North Carolina, and we'll definitely <laughs> not get pulled over or arrested. Yeah. What a what a perfect what a perfect place for Sting's last match too. Somewhere in the South. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of Confederate flag <laughs> stickers on backs of trucks. <laughs> A lot of old WCW heads with iced tea bottles for the defense. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Good old, good old things in the good old South. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's that dirty yeah, South. That's that dirty South. Forgettable South over there. Um, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to go through a bunch of categories on today's shows and just kind of give our best and worst of the year, sort of. Uh, thanks to Mo for laying it all out because otherwise we would be lost and this podcast would be all over the place. Uh, we got to make it. We got to make it clear. Sheet. We got to make it clear to the listeners and viewers that this the criteria. It's our criteria. Right. Damn it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the criteria. There's no rules except for you choose right. a winner. And that's what we're doing on the Permanent Marks mm-hmm. podcast. No criteria, but our criteria for our year. Exactly. And then we will most likely get in a fight. And we will yeah. see how that <laughs> Friendships may be broken tonight <laughs> in the year list. Just kidding. 
Best friends like turn to bitter enemies. It would it would be a step outside because we always start this off saying that it's going to be real uh, a huge battle between us all, and then we're also like somewhat agreeable right. usually like, on these. Uh, yeah. so, we're like, I see where you're coming from. All right. yeah, yeah. Uh, we love wrestling, so this was our favorite, you know, wrestling things mm-hmm. of the year. Um, where do y'all want to start? Do you want to start at the top with match of the year men and just, or do you want to start with fall off of the year and kind of go up? Um, what do you guys think? I think match of the year, cause all these categories are pretty good. I think we can start okay. match of the year. Everybody's been talking about their favorite matches right. and whatnot and all their year and mm-hmm. wrap ups. We don't need to, we don't need to bury the lead on this one. Yeah. You know? Uh, sure. all right. Who wants to, who wants to go first on the old match of the year? Not I me. say I say ladies first. <laughs> there you go. No. Well, y'all gonna have to strap in for this because um, <laughs> I need you to understand. So for for the listeners at home, we denote it between men's and women's matches uh, for match of the True. year. So I'm gonna start off with the men's. It was just at the top of my list. Um, mm-hmm. My match of the year. Let me tell you my requirements. Okay, I. I thought Sick. long and hard. I had a whole <laughs> list. I need people to know. Spoiler alert, I'm a BCC head. Through and through, top to bottom. I okay. Feel that. But I need if if a match of the year candidate doesn't make me discover things about myself in a kinky way, in a in a sexy <laughs> way, then what are we doing here? And so I say my match of the year, at least the men's, goes to Swerve and Hangman 2, the death match. Because let me tell you something. I saw a man drink another man's blood, and I levitated. (laughs) The sky parted, and God shone his light upon me. And and I just was like, (laughs) oh, my God. I've never been so scared and turned on in my life. Uh, so you mind? You mind freak? I, I got mind. You mind freak? <laughs> you got MF Moa. Okay. Mind freak moment. I watched that match and immediately I got up and ran a mile around my house. I had so much pent up energy because I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Um, I had no idea that Swerve was going to win that match. I was for sure that Hangman was going to win, just because of the lead in. Hangman needed to get a, his win back, especially after Swerve. Um, you know, broke into his house. He put his merch on his baby. Nana was in there doing his dance in the house. You know, there was so much violating that <laughs> happened. And Hangman still uh, couldn't get his, his heat back from Swerve. And so I think it was a matchmaking performance or career-defining mo- uh, uh, rep match for both of the men. But I think this is going to catapult Swerve into the um, main event next year. And I this is my prediction, is that we're going to see Swerve walk away with the AEW Heavyweight Championship belt in 2024. Full stop. Yeah. So, I, I'll, I'll go yeah. off of that and say that that was also <laughs> my men's match of the year. I, uh, I have a good follow-up to that because that was also my <laughs> match of the year. Wow. <laughs> And I had the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's just like a, like Mo was saying. I mean, I didn't get all sexy with it, but uh, but I watched it with Eric at Eric's house, and there were like times yes, where we were just like, I don't know if 
what's go like do i like this like and it was the drinking blood stuff and then by the end of it i was completely sold oh i, and, I knew uh, i liked it i was screaming I, mean, I was screaming 100 percent i was screaming i i was i was chris angeling as well i was, I was levitating yeah. off the sofa uh, <laughs> i will say man honestly like and we and we spoke about it on the last pod because that was that show was a week before the last pod i believe and I said on that pod, I think that that match is going to give a lot of other matches a run for their money for match of the year. Um, so I'm not, I'm not mad at that at all. I think that's one of the greatest matches of the last 15 to 20 years in professional wrestling. Um, I, I understand people's griped with it. But to me, and I think I might have said this on the last pod, there comes a point where you may not like something, but if there's a certain level of just visceralness to it, to where you know the people that are in that match are literally pouring their souls into it, you got to mm-hmm. respect it, man. Mm-hmm. You, there's no way you can True watch that. that match, even if you don't like blood, even if you don't like hardcore matches. But there's no way you can watch that match and not have the highest level of respect and appreciation for what those two men did, even if you are so against the, the blood drinking spot. Like, I get that. <laughs> I understand why people were upset. There was a lot of talk about the, the whole Nigel McGinnis mm-hmm. situation and people thought yeah. it was in poor taste. I get all that stuff. But, I mean, this is going to be a trip. This, this is going to be This is going to be a terrible analogy. Okay. But 9-11 was terrible. <laughs> Here what we, are we, here we what go, are we doing? Here we go. But you got it. Let me turn up my volume. I'll okay to know what the fuck they doing. Yeah, yeah, right. well, that, that's a weird we analogy. Absolutely not. Take out the 9-11. We're not. Yeah, we got to take that out. Listen, I'm just saying. Listen, okay. I'm just saying. Anyway. Good Lord anyway. have mercy. All right, well, I will say uh, something that has nothing to do with 9-11. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was an inside job. No, let me was, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think really hit the Pentagon? <laughs> <laughs> Jet fuel yeah, doesn't burn hot enough. Okay. Uh, I gotta yeah. cut all this out. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? No, Zaddy. I think I said <laughs> getting back on track. I think I think I said it on the last episode, but like uh or when we talked about it. But it, it seemed like a Terry Funk match that I was watching in my time. Like I never got to see those mm. live. Mm-hmm. Uh and it seemed like so brutal and I kinda like get why everybody puts Terry Funk now in like, I don't know, that high regard. Cause after watching that, I was like thinking about it for days. I went back and rewatched it like three mm-hmm. times. I listened to every interview that I could from Swerve about it. Uh, and him also adding to it stuff that I didn't notice because I don't notice shit, honestly, <laughs> yeah. uh, like subtle things where, I guess uh, each week leading up to it, there was like the hangman changing mm-hmm. his gear uh, back to just uh, the cowboy pants and the, the boots um, all black and no more like the little butterflies on it or whatever, or uh, like how uh, Swerve made hangman feel helpless by being in, a, in his house. So he had the stipulation <laughs> to come back at him to make him feel helpless while he beat the shit out of mm-hmm, Nana. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it was beautifully, beautifully oh, yeah. executed from a storytelling standpoint. Like, oh, yeah. I, well, I again, will say, and again, I, I, I will say this, the, it was a little rocky there for a second because swerve broke into hangman's house 
But then the next week, he was in a trios match with the Young Bucks, defending the ROH titles. <laughs> and he came out. That's true, but was Hangman there? The yeah, he show? was. Well, he listen. came out. Listen, oh, he was. That's, a, that's a bigger overarching which, issue. Which, which, sure. <laughs> that we'll probably end up yes. talking about at some point on this we podcast. We will. We will. Um, but, but, Wait, no. but no, he came out at the end and he buckshot, or he did the... Uh, the table spot was sort Well, no, no, no. That was the week. That was two or three weeks later because he came out the next week. He mm. did. They did the six man tag, dropped the belts back to um, the uh, Swerve Mogul people. And then when Swerve showed up at the top of the stage, Hangman got out of the ring and chased him off. But I was like, the yeah. the the issue is he came out and he was like, hey, y'all, happy to be here. Like he was all smiley and like, <laughs> Was that that wasn't the no, table spot? No, the table though? spot because, was two weeks after that. Because I thought the swerve, uh, the one where they went back and forth and swerve like couldn't touch him was like the last one. It, before so yeah, so it was Hangman or Swerve broke in the house. Hangman and the six man tag, and then it was the following week that uh, Hangman did the um, table spot, and then it was the the following okay. week was right. Swerve and Hangman putting Nana through a table. So. I feel like he is also just nonchalant with violence because he did uh, do the same shit to Nick Wayne and stab <laughs> him. And uh, I think Nick Wayne was wrestling on the next Yeah, <laughs> the he was, next yeah, week yeah, too, he was so. fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was like, the puka shell energy <laughs> yeah. will keep me up. <laughs> I just loved, um, I, I loved the, the freaking um, house infiltration shit. Chill, chilling over top of that baby's crib. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that man will that man will murder a child. <laughs> and I'm but for yeah, it. I, 100% I, I, Chris Angel I'm, again. I'm not, uh, very Chris Angel move. I'm not uh, I'm not mad at any of you three for choosing that match. Um I'll go with mine and I'll kinda I'll segue it into the women's one mm, because mm-hmm. I didn't realize we were doing men and women's and that makes my choice a lot easier. Uh, because <laughs> My men's match of the year, to me, there was a lot of really good matches this year. I'll give a shout out before I say my actual one to Sheamus and Gunther. I thought that was an awesome match. I really loved that match. And even the three-way with him and Drew McIntyre and Gunther at WrestleMania. Yeah, I like the Um, three-way. But to me, nothing beat uh, the 60-minute Iron Man match with MJF and that was, me, was tough. that was close. That was a very was close. Very close. Uh, in mind. To me, that's a that's a career defining moment for MJF. I think that's I think that matches for a broader audience. Probably the moment when people realize, man, not only like people always knew MJF could wrestle, but not only can this man talk with the best of them and may be the best talker in the business, he might be the best wrestler in the business. And that was to me. Um, just a career defining moment for him and 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 one as far as match quality that is going to be hard for him to ever top like that like i i i don't know what can be said about that match that hasn't been mm-hmm. said um it's rare that a match like that sticks with me but that one just every time i was trying to think that there's nothing that's beat that one for me this year um and you know, we'll, we'll probably get into more of the Brian discussion with wrestler of the year. Cause I know halfway through the year, Moretta had him as a wrestler of the year. Um, mm. And I remember on that show, I was saying, I don't know. And if the injuries hadn't come up, I think, you know, he would have a very strong case, but for both of them, I think that's probably going to be a match 
that is going to be remembered mm-hmm. forever for both of those guys. For it's sure. one of their best matches of all time. So. Did you have that same match as your match of the year mid-year as well? I believe I did too. For, I think I think I, think, I, think I, I think had I it as too. match yeah. of the year in yeah. the middle of the year. And it was, yeah, it was tough. And I'm trying not to like have things that were all towards the end of the mm-hmm. year because like <laughs> I'm terrible at remembering things. So I've been trying to go back and sprinkle some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did so I have even thing. real quick before the women's, I, I had a, Honorable mention, which I gave the uh, Jack Off City Award to, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was the uh, uh, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn oh, match. Yeah. From, uh, yeah, that was the one, one that was in Montreal, yeah. I think. Was that Elimination Chamber? Yes. That was the yeah, Elimination was Chamber. Chamber. Yeah. yeah, that – I honestly – dude, I kind of lost my shit during that match. Like, that was – it was – I mean, I, I figured it'd be good, but it was like, I don't know. It, it got me like way more mm-hmm. jacked off than mm-hmm. I than I thought. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was watching that with Patrick. We were both fucking going crazy. I Ooh. mean, yeah, it just the audience in there was like insane. They were yeah. the whole time. Like, yeah. yeah. One it, I made, add. It, it like made me believe like there was a moment where I was like, Sammy's going to like win this match and win the title. Like it literally made me. The jacked offness made me believe mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. gonna could and would happen. <laughs> one, I, one I want to add to that too, that I think a lot of people forget is the guns versus, um, or sorry, Bullet Club Gold versus Ooh, FTR. Two yeah, out of three the falls. Two, Other two out of three on, collision. on a collision. That was yeah. an amazing yeah. match. I, th- I think that doesn't get talked about enough in these discussions. So I wanted to give some give some light yeah, on that Yeah, don't match too. listen. Don't worry. So, I got some bang bang gang on my list somewhere. So they're com- <laughs> they're coming back. And I I feel that I'll talk about it a little also, but like the one that was close to the top, but I just couldn't give it because there was so much good stuff this year was uh, Kenny and Osprey. Both at All In and uh, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. I had that one written and down too. I just, yep. I, I just thought it was cool. If not that it was just like an awesome match, but also as like the passing of the Kenny kind of uh, bout machine persona. Jericho and Osprey to was Osprey. Jericho and Osprey was all in. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking Forbidden, Forbidden Door? Forbidden Door, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, listen, if we want yeah. some Osprey so. hot takes, I'll get, listen... I'll give them to you. <laughs> oh, you broke. <laughs> I don't, I did, I'm not into, I was not into the Kenny Omega Osprey matches. I'm sorry. And uh, okay. I just like. I understand. <laughs> which is hard because I love Kenny Omega, but I, I watched both and I was like, I need more blood drinking, honestly. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a blood, I'm a blood guy. So I, my, my matches, my uh, matches are going to be blood. <laughs> this, this was also pre blood drinking match, so you just had that in you, Mo, like all year. No, I'm just not a, I'm not a Osprey like, guy. I think that I tried, and it's not that I don't recognize the fact that he's a good wrestler. It's just like his wrestling. Does, I don't connect with it at all. So, okay. and I don't understand why, because if I love Kenny, you know, but I don't know, it's just something about the guy. I just doesn't, doesn't work for me. It's the it could br- also it's the be, bruv. you've it's seen so much, it's the <laughs> breath or it's, or it's just like, you've seen Kenny so much too, that, uh, and like seeing him have like such good matches that you're like, all right, this dude will continue having really good matches, but 
I feel like Kenny's already like been. It done could that. be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just yeah. have a connection to Kenny already, but I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna add some add some some uh feminine energy into this uh into into into, into, into this list real quick. Yes. Um, I got a I got a uh, feeling mine's the same as yours, Okay. Aaron. I got a feeling that we're probably I hope that we all have the same one because I don't think there was a damn women's match that went harder than the one Eric knows I'm about mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. And that's Rhea Ripley and Charlotte at WrestleMania yeah. is I liked that match better than the 60 minute Iron Man match damn near. Like almost because like I said when we were t- I think on the halfway through the year Pod I talked about this one too. Everything that I like in wrestling was in that match. Like that's like if you if you were to ask me what type of wrestling do you like, Aaron, I'm throwing on Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, and then and there you go. That's all I need to know about my taste in wrestling is that is the type of match that I would watch ten times over on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that uh, one thing that kind of you know dampened it a little bit for me is that after that match, it seems like for Rhea, the competition and the level of matches haven't been able to get back to that, uh, which is yeah. a high bar when you're talking about Charlotte Flair. Um, but for my money, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a match that I liked almost as much as that. I really liked, uh, Tony Storm's, uh, match with the butt plate against, uh, <laughs> oh, butt plate ag- match. against, was that Shido she was going against? Yeah. yeah I really liked that, that match uh, too. Well, was that full gear? Yeah. Full gear. Yeah, yeah that was full yeah. gear. I enjoyed that match. A lot of people didn't like that match. I enjoyed that match, but, uh, Rhea and Charlotte to me, hands down. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Now I need to check if this was actually this year, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anything would beat the Charlotte and Rhea no. match. Uh, yeah. Fucking my wife was watching the whole match like intently and she wholeheartedly hates wrestling. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was just for the mommy uh, in the match, but she was, she was very uh, interested. I, I think uh, as like a runner up, just, Real quick, I said Kyrie and Mercedes. Just oh, you got yeah. Here. That was tight. I, I thought of that, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Rhea and Charlotte match was just like what immediately came to mind. And it was like, I'm sure that's it. But yeah. I did think about, yeah, the Mercedes and Kyrie uh, match. It was just um, cool to see like Mercedes come out uh, and me have or like I, I kind of had that same feeling as when uh, Brian Danielson came back to like Indies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is she going to perform? Is she going to like crush it or is she going to like sink a little bit? Uh, me me and, and you watching awesome. it at like 2 a.m. <laughs> 2 in the morning. After, that was... after watching yeah. Elimination yeah. Chamber. <laughs> I remember the, that. I was like, sorry, guys. I got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> the go the home. loudest crowd in the world to the most silent mm-hmm. crowd yes. at 2 mm-hmm. in the morning. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, it was just cool to see her perform like really well. Yeah, um, totally. And go hard. It, it, oh. the, with with the Rhea and Charlotte match too, it was like, I mean, I figured it would be good, but I I had honestly like gotten pretty burnt out on Charlotte, so like when it when it was coming on, I was like, yeah, this will be good, but I think I like, I don't know, I for whatever reason like wasn't expecting how like incredible. It was oh, dude, be. me neither. And then me when neither. it was, I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially in the context of that show, which that first night of WrestleMania was fucking sick. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, they really stole the show. I don't want to skip over the real match of the year, guys. And I don't think any of us brought this one up. And I think it really does a disservice to these two oh, performers. No. Uh, but I think when you have the Miz and Snoop Dogg calling the <laughs> after Shane McMahon tears that, the ACL. That was save of the year yeah. for sure. That was, that was definitely save <laughs> right. of the year. Yeah. Uh, that was night one or was night that night two? Two? I think that was two. Yeah, that was two, I think. Because yeah. two was all over the place until <laughs> until the last yeah. match, I think. Yeah. But uh um yeah, Snoop Dogg coming through strong mm-hmm. with that elbow. That people's <laughs> elbow. Um hard. Very hard. Um anything else on the No, on I'll the just ring? I'll just simply say ditto. I had it as my women's match of the year. I feel I struggled really hard to think of an AEW match that could compare to that. And there just isn't any, and that's not a knock on the, any of the women in AEW. I just think that this'll, this'll feed into my fall off of the year, but I just think it's a larger issue. So (laughs) we'll get to it. Yeah. (laughs) We will continue on then. Uh, into performer of the year, um, where I think maybe we'll differ a little bit. Uh, but yeah, um, are we doing men and women? I just chose one. I did. But I, can choose, I can choose. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. I think my performer of the year is the same performer of the year I had at the six month point, and that's MJF. That's my Long Island boy. Uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, crushed it in the 60 minute Iron Man match, did the tag team run where he was getting fucking kangaroo kicks over, uh, with Adam Cole was having really good matches with Adam Cole too. Uh, um, and then, yeah, you just had like kind of the comedy skits and I feel like with all the stuff that kind of went down in AEW this year, MJF is always kind of like a solid performer that can somewhat keep everything together. Um, yeah. And has done a good job of like keeping the company stable ish. Yeah. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. In the long run, even doing like the acclaimed stuff with them. Uh, that was great. And this eventual devil payoff that we'll get, I'm sure sometime. I don't know when, but <laughs> But yeah, MJF was mine. Nice. Uh, I'll go ahead here. Um, well, much like during our mid mid season um, choices, I was torn. D- mid season, I was torn between MJF and Brian Danielson, and I went with Brian. Um, this time around, well, I wrote down three names two of which MJF and Brian Danielson. I also wrote down Swerve. Um, but I think I'm just, I am going to go ahead and stick with Brian. Um, just cause I mean, he just full throttle all the way. And even like with this most recent stuff, you know, he got hurt and then he came back, he's had the eye patch and then it's coming off and bleeding. He's had mm-hmm. these awesome matches during this whole um, round robin thing they've been doing. Um, and just, I don't know. I love MJF and 
and he is like, you know, like probably should be <laughs> performer of the year, but something kind I don't know. I, I almost feel like there was a moment semi recently where I think the MJF hype for me started to kind of lessen a little bit. And that's not like throwing shade at him or anything, or he didn't do anything wrong. I think I just like in recent times got like a little less jacked yeah. for MJF. Um, and, but have remained with Brian the whole, the whole way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it could be the face stuff too, as opposed to like the, mm-hmm. the heel going really hard at people. I think, I think um, that's exactly what it is where it's like, he's still doing great promos and stuff like that, but it's like, yeah, the, yeah, the, I don't know. The heel think, uh, promos go so much harder though. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's been a casualty of exactly, well, it, well, MJF, not Brian, but mm. um, going to MJF. I think he's been a casualty of exactly what Patrick said makes him so valuable is that he's such a easy card to call on when you have all these other things going on in the company mm-hmm. that a lot of times for MJF, especially things may get dumped on him or may, he, or he may get dumped into things that bog him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think you could kind of say the same for Brian as far as I think that the biggest issue with him has been his health. And I think that yeah. with that being the issue, I think sometimes, you know, you know, you're, you're your own worst enemy and there needs to be more people in that company that say, Hey Brian, why don't you, uh, why don't you like get gear it back a mm-hmm. couple, a couple notches, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to do every move in your repertoire tonight. You can, you can gear it back. Don't take the table bump on the yeah. outside, you know, like, you don't have to bend like, like fucking Gumby and <laughs> yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. all of that stuff you just mentioned is probably why he, exactly. he <laughs> rose yes. above MJF yes. for me is yes. because it's like yes. this man is, this man is killing himself for me. And I, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah it's kind of like that Hangman put, and, uh, and, and Swerve match. You get to a certain point where you're like, you got to respect mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it remains to be seen if it's going to hurt or, or help him more. I mean, more. probably, probably the former. I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be like, real mm-hmm. in that. Y'all know I'm a Brian Danielson hoe. It's just, he's always going to be... <laughs> my performer of the year, but I think y'all made some good points. I think I struggled with that because at what point do I become complicit in all of this? Like he's a grown man. He has autonomy. He can be like, Hey, I want to slow down and heal. But we saw him uh, allegedly come back early from his uh, broken elbow or broken forearm after punk got Mm. fired to do the Ricky Stark strap match, which is, and then he did the same thing with and the broken orbit bone. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my And Jesus so it's Christ. like Tony Khan, and 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 again, I'm trying to save that for the fall off. But it's like Tony Khan loves him some Danielson. He, you know, the man's on a disciplinary committee for God's sakes. And so it's like, if Danielson's like, I'm gonna kill myself in my last year of wrestling, Tony Khan's gonna be like, well, what flowers do you want me to put on your grave? You know, like he's not going to say, man, maybe you slow down. He's going to be like, I hear you, Danielson. It's your last year. So go to Japan 
and fight Okada and then two weeks later come to San Jose, which they are, and he's going to wrestle here. And so it's like, it's hard. It's, it, it, it makes me feel icky to be like, I love Danielson, but I'm seeing this man literally being held together by spit and duct tape at this point. You know, um, and I and I thought about MJF, too, and maybe we can talk about the devil storyline at some point. But I just feel like I I think what put MJF below Brian Danielson for me is this devil storyline. I think I was on board at one point, And now I'm just like, y'all just have to tell us who the devil is because I'm over it. Hmm. I think that yeah. for someone again, it was like the swerve hangman situation. If some if a masked assailant is stalking you week after week, I need MJF to be really freaking out. I need him to be like paranoid. I need him to be like, I can't trust anybody. The one guy I do trust is out. Like, I need to see it more on him. But we're we've only started getting that recently. I feel like up until a certain point, he's just kind of been like, "Oh, some weirdo has stole my mask, and that's fine." But you know, <laughs> well, it was the adding to that. It was like kind of the same thing where you had Punk doing those like really good collision promos, and him coming out being like, "I'm the champ, and I have my belt yeah. or whatever." And you never had MJF come out on collision and be like, what the right. fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, right. uh, there is that disconnect where you're yeah. like, and may- right. maybe they were going to build something up for that. We'll, we'll, we'll never, never know. know yeah. Unless yeah, MJF. Thank, I, thanks to fucking Tony. Right. I just yeah. hope that, um, I, I think that the, and, and this is going to sound bad, but like to me in that whole devil situation, MJF, you know, the planet's orbiting around MJF right now. To me, one of the only people besides Swerve that is like, kept a little bit of credibility to me in their character is Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hoping that he doesn't get like the bug of like being like dragged into something and doing a promo or a backstage segment that makes him look silly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, cause they do it to MJF all the time, but MJF is MJF. He can, he can bounce back from that pretty easily, but it's like, how many times are you going to undermine your champion before yeah. he looks like, a complete fool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you had the Bang Bang Gang stuff too, where they took his belt, and he just didn't really give a shit about that until the pay per view. Yeah. And, no um, and no one bought Jay White as a as a legit. Which is yeah. awful I love because I will yeah. I will say, or uh, just like real quick, just like the um, that kind of like yeah, all this stuff has maybe accumulated to like the all right, MJF's here again to do this. But I will say when he did that little promo with Swerve and like touched that real quick, I was really fucking into it. And I was for like, sure. and for sure. MJF like switched to heal MJF yeah, too, exactly. like to match the exactly. energy. And I was like, yeah. So that's all it would take to like get MJ be- MJF back for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, cause yeah, and that- if Swerve's the devil, that would be also very sick, but I think it's probably Adam Cole. Since I hope it is. For- if it's Jack yeah. Perry, I mean, yeah. we have a problem. <laughs> I, that's I, he. That's he. I will baby. be gone. I will no longer exist. <laughs> I, will, I will. We will go to Sting's last show. Uh, 
to honor Sting. But yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will. I'll wait. I'll wait to kill myself until I see <laughs> until I see Sting's last match, and then I'm gone if it's Jack oh. Perry. So, so <laughs> finally check out Impact yeah. after that. I guess. So, so, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing your choice was was Danielson as well. No. Oh yes, I started off with that. <laughs> and that was my initial. I'm Brian Danson. I had a. I was conflicted between him and MJF, but I think ultimately, the last couple of months of the Devil storyline, leaving a bad taste in my mouth, and the Jay White full gear situation, I wasn't really into. So that brought him down in my book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before I get into mine, I will say, like, like I said about Danielson, man, it's. My criteria for my performer of the year uh, comes down to two things for me, and it's consistency and it's quality of opponent um, and quality of match. And Danielson just wasn't consistent enough. He was hurt. Um, MJF, quality of opponent, eh. quality of storyline, eh. And the person I chose actually is not my favorite wrestler of the year. Like I, This is not the person that I think is my favorite to watch. But I thought about it, and I was like, performer of the year, for me, it had to be Seth Rollins. Wow. Um, Cody was my halfway through the year. I think that WWE is doing its WWE thing where they like to go all the way around about to get to the end of the sentence, when really sometimes you just got to go straight through the sentence instead of going all the way back to the beginning of the story to finish the story. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, but to me, Seth Rollins, when it comes to quality of opponent and quality of match, and consistency, I think consistently on almost every pay-per-view of the year, he's had either the second or third or first best match. And he's always defending his belt. He's on every episode of Raw, opening the show. Um, he's planning the flag for a new championship um, and starting it out very strong. And not to mention probably what's going to end up happening, him and CM Punk at WrestleMania, if we do, if we do get there. I think the way that they've set up this championship reign for Seth, I will say my biggest critique about it has been Seth has always been better as a heel than a face. And I think that's what has made some of the stuff he's done during his run kind of stale. The character with the promos, it seems a little silly sometimes and not sinister and edgy like it was before. Um, But within that, I think that he is kind of like the perfect type of Bret Hart type of champion from the mid 90s. That's like a workhorse. And I think that he's doing a lot for that belt right now. And just some of the feuds he's had, like the Nakamura stuff was great. Um, who was it that he was fighting before Nakamura? Was it Drew? Um, the Drew stuff Drew, is great. Was yeah. great. Um, so I couldn't not choose Seth Rollins. Um, I had MJF and Gunther as my runner-ups. Gunther's another one who like uh, consistency and level of opponent and just the matches he's had, amazing. So I had to go with Seth Rollins. I wanted to choose. It was between Gunther and MJF, and then when I started to think about it, I was like. It should really be Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he gear. I yeah. I definitely and gear. Yeah, and the gear. Yeah, <laughs> true. I yeah. I definitely <laughs> agree on the matches and the opponents being really good. I just the when I was trying to watch Raw consistently, and he came out and did like a fucking fifteen minute promo where he was so goofy every show. I was like, I can't do this, man. Like <laughs> that's I, been the I, biggest I drawback. Care. Yeah, that's been the biggest drawback for sure. And I would rather I would probably switch Cody with him. Because Cody's had like consistent uh, matches this year, did the tag with Jay, and that was fun. But, um, but I guess which one did? Oh, I guess uh, Seth did Shinsuke first in the 
speaking all in Japanese with the subtitles. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And Seth and Jey Uso, too. I forgot about that match. That another yeah. great match, too. So, yeah. I just... I just want him to do harder promos or something. Yeah. <laughs> like and you to, know what? And you know what? Punk is kind of bringing it out of him. And I like I, it. I've seen the, the like there's it. intensity mm-hmm. there. And hopefully Punk won't let him be goofy. And the like Drew the stuff thing. too. The, Drew, the him and Drew back and forths have been really good too. It just it really yeah. depends on who you put him in there with. Um that's that's one thing about Seth. It's like if you put him in there with Roman, you're gonna get a great promo. If you put him in there with Drew, you're gonna get a great promo. If you put him in there with Cody. He might be a little, he might be a little silly, you know. He might be a little, yeah. a little campy, you know. He's gonna be silly. Cody's gonna be crying <laughs> about his dad. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's gonna be like putting Ric Flair and Ultimate Warrior against each other in a promo. You're gonna be like, "What the hell is going on right now?" Um, but yeah, I had to go with with Seth freaking Rollins, man. Shout out. Okay, to Seth. so we have an MJF, yeah. two Danielsons, you. and a Seth Rollins. All right. Much different than the six month one. I think yeah, for sure, six, for sure. Did we? Oh no, it was. I think it was the same maybe, except for me. Y'all all had the same except for me. I think for the six month action. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> um, and then uh, female performer of the year, I put Tony Storm. I don't know if we're doing. I mean, I didn't do a female one, but I've got I've got Tony for another category as well. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm yeah. just gonna give a thumbs sure. up to Tony, and maybe again I can talk <laughs> about her later too. But I would say she is the one rest like women's performer who I'm constantly. I I don't I don't want to like straight away give it to her because I there was a point this year when it was dead and gone, Rhea Ripley, nobody was mm-hmm. touching her. But mm-hmm. as soon as Tony started doing the timeless shit. I almost fully turned my back on Rhea Ripley, but they're tired. <laughs> they're they're tied for me. I think Rhea's had better oh, matches. Yeah. Tony Tony has had the better gimmick mm-hmm. for sure. I agree for with sure. that. Yeah, and I think WWE just kind of like has taken a dip for me in the middle of the year, uh, and it's coming back now where I'm getting excited again and all the WrestleMania season, baby. Mumble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, like the Rhea the Rhea match was incredible. Uh, but then, like on the, some of the other pay per views, it was like you were saying, where it just didn't seem believable that anybody would beat her. Uh, yeah, like and she you know, God, a good opponent. God bless Zelina Vega for just wearing Puerto <laughs> Rico flag, crying in front of her home. It was yes. beautiful, but we all knew you were gonna lose, baby. Yeah, yeah. you were gonna lose. I do, I do love her though. Yeah, yeah. same. Oh yeah, I love Zelina. Same. That's that's a power mm. couple. Her and Malachi. Her and fucking Malachi. We need to be yeah. ranking our favorite wrestling couples at some point. <laughs> my yeah. God, they're up there, top three. Hell yeah! Incredible. Uh, <laughs> uh, next one is tag team of the year. Uh, I'll let somebody else go first because uh, I'll yeah. kick it off, man. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I thought about it, man, and I'll say this before I say the name of my tag team of the year. To me, it is sad what has happened to, well, tag team wrestling in general has always been on the back burner, but AEW used to be like the place for tag team wrestling. And I think that this year, um, it hasn't really been hitting for me in AEW as much as it used to. Maybe that's because FTR wasn't on TV as much. Um, Maybe it's because, like, half the time there's no storylines at all. The trios division was so hot when I first started watching AEW. I loved 
I thought the trios division was probably the strongest point in AEW television. Um, and they're just, they're, they don't matter anymore. Um, so when I really thought about the pantheon of tag team wrestling today, I had to think about the most important and impactful story in tag team wrestling all year. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to me, like that's far and away. They're the, they're the tag team, even though they're not together anymore. Cause WWE loves to like, you know, break up good things too soon, unless it's the bloodline. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the moment when they finally hugged, like, you know, and everything that led up to that, when Sami Zayn stopped the ref from counting after Kevin Owens is about to pin Rowan with the stunner at Hell in a Cell, like, the story to get there, the chase was truly better than the reign, but it was so much fun. Um, and I think for both of them, you can tell they were just so fulfilled by that. They probably don't care if they're, if the 24-7 title was still around, they wouldn't care if they were fighting for that because they got to fucking win the main event WrestleMania mm-hmm. together. So, to, to me... Easily the best tag team of the year was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And you know what? Honorable mention, the guns. Wow. I love what the guns are doing. Uh Um, But Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they're great. I think the guns have really grown a lot over this year, and it doesn't get talked about enough. But For sure. I think... I had... uh, I'm just going to quickly say my tag team of the year was... I said Bang Bang Gang. And you could put any iteration of Jay White, Juice Robinson, or the guns together... I feel so like bummed about where they are right now because Juice is out with an injury and Jay White, his his whole storyline with MJF kind of made him less shiny in my in my eyes. But when they were exclusively on collision and were given an opportunity to like rub shoulders with FTR and CM Punk and just like and Ricky Starks, I was like, who are these people? And, and I was advocating, I said, the Guns took the tag team titles off of the Acclaimed, and people were real upset about that because the Acclaimed were really hot at the time. And I was like, you could put the tag team belts on the Guns right now, and it would make way more sense than it did back then. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'll say honorable mention for me, they're a thrown together tag team, which always makes me feel a bit weird, but Big Bill and Ricky Starks has been a lot of fun nice. these la- at the last couple of months, but it took a minute to get there. I think FTR dropping the belts with them to them left me kind of being like, why? Uh, but now I see why they're, they're so much fun. Um, but I think a, an established team like the guns probably deserved it more. So I'm with you, Aaron. I chose, well, my number one was bang, bang, gang. And you can't forget Greatest AEW entrance this year was the, the many men entrance. I was gonna say, was was the many men when they took the belts off? Was that the was it same match or was that a different match where they lost? I think beforehand? they lost. This was before Bang Bang Gang. I it can't was remember. before because yeah, that was before. But okay. their I don't remember. But that was entrance at All In was like one of the few that was the most together. You know, it was like they were in the front, and then Juice was barking like a dog, and then Jay White was like <laughs> off his ass. Yes. I was like, Bang Bang Gang is yes. just fucking hot, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Eric, you can. Hit it up next. Um, well, I'm I'm with Mo again, and I put Bang what? Bang Gang. <laughs> A twofer. I, it's well th- deserved. This one I had I had to think pretty hard about this one because, like, you know, it was like tag team and like FTR came to mind, but they didn't do like a ton this year. Yeah. But what they did do was like very sick, as always. I'm trying to remember. Was the was the FTR uh, Briscoes 
match with the bloody head and the chain. Was that this that year? That was the end of last year. I want to say that was the, that end, was of the end of last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, then I'm good. I'm glad I chose Bang Bang Gang then. <laughs> but, uh, and then I also honestly like I thought of House of Black mm, just because I love mm-hmm. them so much. If, if you know, if we're allowed to put the whole the whole crew in there, but you know. I don't know. It's like, they're just always solid. Like no matter yeah. what, like number one, they're just cool as fuck. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're definitely the coolest group of people in existence. <laughs> and, uh, just like not, not even, not even wrestling. Like we, we don't even, just yeah, ever. it's just, just like in, in all in the world. But, um, but it was like, I don't know. I just yeah, bang 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 gang ah, bang bang gang. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I don't know everything about them, and they're also like that. That it's that kind of thing where it's like they're it's new and exciting, mm-hmm. and you get stoked on this new thing, and then it's like oh shit, like damn, I'm I'm liking this a lot, and now every time they come out, you're like you're stoked, you're like fuck yeah, and like yeah, yeah, and, and they just had a ton, you know as far yeah whatever iteration of them it was they had a ton of just like super good solid mm-hmm. matches and the, do new, wanna... the new entrance with the spinny the oh, camera that, that goes, goes all around for best them. entrance in AEW. Well, yeah. well now that tony storm is timeless she has the best interest <laughs> yeah. but they they <laughs> before tony storm had the best interest but i do want to say something about the house of black eric because mm. i think you made a good point about them they started off the year so fucking mm-hmm. hot. Like their trios run was so fun. Hell and yeah. I, I look at it as like, sometimes you do have to sacrifice something for the better good. And I'll say this. I've said this to you guys. I've made it very clear. I've never been a Julia fan. I don't get the hype. But I think that they kind of sacrificed some of how hot the group was to push Julia more, which is a good thing because they do need more women stars. And I like Brody as her, you know, her, her, um, her manager. Uh, but I think time will tell if that was a good decision to kind of focus the group more towards Julia than everyone else. So we'll see. It's still early in Julia's reign. We'll see. Yeah. But I think that if the House of Black could have kept going a little longer, I think All In was probably the right place to drop it. But nothing came of that no. afterwards. They didn't yeah. try to get them back. It was like it was just done. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I kind of uh, shoehorned myself into just the tag teams because I was like. You know, the House of Black is like more of a trios thing. The Bang Bang Gang is more of a trios thing, even though they had the FTR match. Um, So I kind of was like trying to pick things that were like solely tag team uh, for this year. And so I did pick uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as like, that was really cool to see. Uh, But even then, like, I don't think that there was a lot of love given to just tag teams this year, because even with that, it's WWE and they never like take care of tag teams as much as they take care of like full groups. Like um, the Gunter stuff has been awesome with Imperium and, um, uh, and the judgment day and the bloodline and all that. Uh, so you definitely saw like a drop off of the Sami Zayn KO stuff after they got the belts. I feel like it was like, I wasn't really stoked on anything for it but uh a weird one that i chose because for like i think it was like a four month period until he got injured 
I was really liking Aussie open oh, matches, yeah. uh, but I Dude, might be yeah. like alone no, in that. Very, uh, you know what? I don't know. You know I was what? All... If he hadn't got injured, they might have been a serious contender. For Correct. Yeah. They were on. Yeah. They were on a roll, yeah. and they tried to keep Kyle Fletcher going. I think with the uh, being with Takeshita and Don Callis, but like mm. his his uh, trajectory was in Aussie Open, I think, and them just putting on like banger matches with everybody. Uh, no, yeah, that so, that was another tag team, Ozzy Open, where it was like anytime they come out, I would be like, oh fuck yeah, this is this is gonna mm-hmm, be cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they were on like a lot of the pre-shows this year, and I was watching the pre-shows just for them. So I was like going out of my way, or I was like turning on Rampage during time periods where I didn't really watch Rampage, just mm-hmm. to be like, I want to check out this right. Aussie Open match. Yeah. So yeah. as yeah. like something of interest, you know, maybe didn't have like crazy storylines or anything, but I you you just saw them like get better throughout the yeah. year, I thought. It sucks uh, because it sucks because I believe I believe a, a wise old man named Jim Ross used to always say, you gotta maximize your minutes. And those guys were maximizing <laughs> Yeah, they were maximizing the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Um. Yeah. So those those were my picks. I'd I'd probably lean more towards Aussie Open as like pure entertainment for a longer run throughout the year. So, um. But yeah, let's do show of the year. Uh, I think a lot of us might have the same one. <laughs> I don't know. This one was oh, tough for me. Maybe. This one I, don't was tough. I don't know. This one was. I thought this one was actually the hardest. Um. One, in my opinion, I, I'm happy to go first because I'm I'm mine's is quick right off the rip. Um, this one actually did appear on a lot of popular wrestling commentators as far as like wrestle talk and cultaholic. They put these on their end of the year list, which I was shocked about, but I chose AEW revolution 2023, um, solely because I was there. I got to see MJF (laughs) versus Danielson. I got to see Hangman and Mox in the death match. I got to see the trios. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I got to see the trios switch when House of Black won the title belt. I got to see Jungle Boy bury Kristen Cage. So it was just (laughs) like, it was so much fun. And to be able to witness what could have been, if not one of the greatest Danielson matches of all time, in person, I was like, I'm as a Danielson fan, hy- like hyper fan, like I'm gonna walk away from that experience. Probably it's not gonna get any better than that for me, especially now that he's retiring. So, uh, AEW Revolution 2023, San Francisco, I was there. Fantastic time. Got the T-shirt. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Very sick. <laughs> I forgot about even I though even it. though my match even though my match of the years from that show, I forgot how good that show was. You started naming yeah. those matches, and I was like. Hey man, and Mox was a big mm-hmm. like. I forgot about that. I was looking through the pay per views, and I, I mean, I picked all in. I think we talked about this already. I loved all in. I loved the spectacle of it. But looking through like the pay per views, that's the one thing that AEW does like very, very well is they put together a good card for the pay per views. Totally, even if it's put together ten minutes before the pay per view. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always it's always a very good show, but I picked all in because it just seemed big, and the lead up to it was really cool. Like I feel yeah. like everybody was super excited. I busted out all the pizzas that day. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, dude. We had and everybody I ate over the most pizza, <laughs> the most pizza all the time. <laughs> I was trying to murder Eric with cheese. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it just seemed big. Like, everything on that show seemed really big. 
the fucking the pre-show to that was Aussie Open versus uh, MJF yeah. and uh, Adam Cole, and, and they had like four minutes, and they maximized yeah, those. And money. they yes, maximized. They, did. Like, they yeah. sold those kangaroo kicks like a motherfucker. Just about <laughs> to say, yep, yep. Um, it was it was just such a good fucking show, uh, yeah. and it got me hyped at a time where I think I was like kind of watching less of the the whole you know like rampage and collision and all that like it got me back into it for a good amount of time i think it was coda coming back was that that or was that blood and guts he, he came, came back, back at blood at? and guts or he debuted at blood and yes yeah. but he didn't really do anything in blood and guts no. <laughs> and uh uh, and I feel like this one, uh, having like the golden stuff behind it was, was very cool. Um, you had Darby Allen and Sting versus, uh, AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. Hell yeah. That was a sick match. Oh uh, dude, Sting coming out to Metallica yeah. again, like he yeah. used to, and, uh, <laughs> uh, like the tail end of WCW there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was Chris, it was Kristen Cage. AR there. Fox got, he couldn't go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Shit. Uh, CM Punk and Samoa Joe, they yeah. started, right? They yeah. were the first that was, match that on the That was my favorite yep. match uh, on the card, to be honest. That that match was like and and not just because, you know, I'm a huge CM Punk guy. I like yeah, like that match was like so yeah. good. Just a super just solid great match. wrestling match and great opener to just get you get you. I thought I thought I thought uh I, I thought Jericho and Osprey had the best match. And if I didn't hate the Young Bucks, I would say <laughs> <laughs> the second best match. I forgot about that. But I love I love your hatred for the Young Bucks. I fucking can't stand because <laughs> I kind of it's like I love. I, I like their matches. I like watching them wrestle, but I don't like them as people at all. <laughs> and mind y'all, you have to understand too, CM Punk knocked out Jack Perry before he walked out and wrestled. So yeah. <laughs> walked out, had a fucking banger match, gave himself a sick stabbing. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Hook. Jungle Boy and Hook had a good the match too. Desk. Jungle Boy and Hook had a good match too. Like, yeah, was that um, like right after that? Before, that was before. That, <laughs> that was before. before. That was the last match of the pre-show, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I should just go ahead and say, All In was also mm-hmm. my choice for many of the same reasons that Patrick just said. Yeah, just like new, exciting. Like I was literally like I was like giddy the whole week, just like oh my god, like you know, like five five more days, bitch, you know, yeah. like till 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 our pay per view. Like every, I was like counting it down every day. I was like, I cannot fucking wait for this. Yeah, I was just like so stoked for it, and it and it delivered, you know, and you know a nice some that that CM Punk match, like even though it's like you know we we didn't know that he was about to be fired, we didn't know that that was possibly his last match ever in AEW, but something about when that match was over and he was like walking away and he had the straight edge mm-hmm. belt and he kind of just like put his hand up. something about that. I just had this like feeling this like bittersweet type thing where I was like, something feels like interesting about this. You know, you yeah. could kind of tell that it was uh significant didn't way. we read the fight like while yeah. it was happening while, and you yeah, like yeah. jumped up yeah. and you were like i fucking yeah. knew yeah while yeah. while the match was happening all the stuff was coming out um i of course was like good i'm glad he <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah um yeah 
great pay-per-view. O- only thing I wish about that was that there had been at least one other women's match. And also, I think I'm probably repeating myself here. I, I feel like I talked about this on a previous pod that I was on with y'all. But yeah, I wish there'd been a second women's match. And I wish that the the women's match had been a little bit yeah. longer. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, solid show for sure. Yeah, man, I'll say, dude. This was the hardest one for me to pick, and I want to do an honorable mention before I get into the kerfuffle that's going on in my mind. <laughs> um, I forgot how good that backlash in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. was. Like, oh, that was that good. Shit yeah, was fire. Like the, the fact <laughs> Bad that Bunny performer of Bad the year, bro. Bunny has, <laughs> yo, I wouldn't be mad if somebody said that was their match of the year. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so shout out to the Backlash in Puerto Rico. That was a great show. Another one, just like All In, the environment, the atmosphere was just so special. It felt really special. And it reminded me of one of those old school WWE pay-per-views with the small stage that's like, the, and the ramp comes from the side of the arena, but it's like everybody's packed in on top of the ring. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. In um, your house. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but man, I mean, you guys already said All In, and I really do not know which one I want to choose between All In and WrestleMania. Um, and... Here's my reasoning. I think WrestleMania, although it gets two nights now, and it's kind of cheating, even with some of the filler matches that were on WrestleMania, I still think from top to bottom, overall, as far as match quality, I think WrestleMania was a better show than All In match quality-wise. The thing about All In, the reason why I can't just blindly say WrestleMania was my show of the year is because of the spectacle, because of the moment, because of what it meant for that company and a lot of fucking people on that card. Like you already yeah. mentioned, CM Punk's last, last AEW match. We ain't seen Jungle Boy since. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> there was a lot. I mean, that that Osprey match, I think, I think that Osprey match flies under people's radar. I think that for Osprey, much like MJF and Brian for him, that's going <laughs> right. to be a, um, a, 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 uh, um, a standard bearer for his career. That's a lot of the people's first time seeing Will Ospreay on a stage like that. And mm. he had a great match and Jericho's best match of the year, in my opinion. Um, shout out to the GOAT, GOAT Jericho. Um, and but- I think Jericho also has had like a fucking renaissance this year. <laughs> yes. That should be mentioned. Yes. We say that every year as Jericho fans, so but it's the truth. But Shut the fuck he's up. Put on no. some- <laughs> Y'all are the only people who think that. He's put on some bangers <laughs> this year. Fall off all the Moretta, gear goes to Chris Jericho. Do not, do not, do not talk for you the You are rest. hating. Do, stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. I'm going to go Rick Flair promo on you. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. But, but anyway, um, but you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a fence sitter. I'm not going to be a fence sitter, guys. I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose a side. I'm going to choose a side. And as much as it pains me to do it. I'm gonna say all in was show of the year. Yes. I'm gonna say all in yes. was show of the year, guys. Wow. It's just it was it was we such a it. it was such a special moment. Um yeah. and, and you can't replicate shit like that, man. And I'm happy that I was able to to witness that. You know, like that's something in my lifetime of watching wrestling that is probably one of the top, probably like I honestly probably one of the top five shows I've watched as a wrestling fan, just because the moment was such a great one. I never thought I would see that. Say what you want about Tony bitch ass time, but that man pulled it off. He pulled it off. 
He pulled it off. And I, I think the thing, I mean, it's like if we were going like WrestleMania just night one up against. It'd be a different story. Yeah. Yes. But yes. it's like, I agree. It's yes. like, man, I I don't I like, even when I was still like real big on WWE, um, I don't like the two nights of Mania. I want it to just be one thing it makes it less special you know what i mean i want it to just be i get that it's like it's good that then more uh of the like you know wrestlers get to have like a moment but at the same time it's just like just do just do one night eric (laughs) you want me to tell you something you're gonna be liking that two days this year when your boy finally gets the main event. True, <laughs> true. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. That's true. I think it's also just like set up weird. Like this year, we had like a big like get together on Saturday night, and then uh, we all watched night two at Aaron's, and mm. we were like dead. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll say this: if Cody won, this might have been my show of the year. But Cody Rhodes losing, it was such a good match. And it just, y'all remember, we were all in the car. Oh, yeah. It was disrespectful to make me that tired and then hurt me like that at the end. And then then we all walked out of your apartment just like, well, yeah. (laughs) I guess it's time to go to work tomorrow. Back back to the old nine (laughs) to five. Yeah. Dreams don't exist. Uh, (laughs) Very anticlimactic. But I really hope that they can. take that angst and anger that we all feel and make Roman and Cody two just as good, if not better. I hope it's a tall task, especially if they do have Seth and CM Punk main event night one, because Jesus Christ, like if that's the main event of night one, Cody and Roman, I mean, they need to have the match of their fucking lives. And they already oh, had yeah. that last, they, 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 they had that last bring it. So, just bring Do you think it they switch it because of that then? No. They switch it? No, to, absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, that's been my issue with the Cody stuff, though, is like, bruh, there has been no build to Roman and Cody again. Like, it's like, are they even still doing that? We'll it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they get there. And I think this is why WWE is so interesting right now, because Cody and Punk are both in the Rumble. Um, one of them has to lose. And one of them has to win. And I think we Not all necessarily. know probably. What about a little <laughs> over the top rope, both feet, all four feet at right, the same right. time. Hit the ground. Right, right. A little Batista John Cena action. Was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Then you got Randy Orton back and him and Roman are about to feud. You got AJ back and AJ's back in top guy position now and top guy steroid Good shape. God. So... It's, I mean, know. I would almost like want to just see Randy versus Roman at this point with like how stoked I was for Randy to be back and how like I haven't cared about Cody. And here last, we go. Like three listen, months. Listen to these layers. We didn't choose Booker of the Year, but I would give it to Triple H. And listen to these layers. All right. Randy was part of the authority when the shield broke up and Seth was Randy's lackey and is kind of little bro in Roman right now. What if... Randy, Randy turns and decides to help <laughs> Roman against Cody. No. Legacy? Anything's story time. Possible, to leg- folks. To, I mean, to, you know, 
Listen, there's layers here. You got the, the whole legacy thing. You I think what's going to happen is—is is this your—is this your wild prediction of? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it, but it could be. I think what's going to happen is Punk's going to win the Rumble. I think Seth's going to drop the belt to somebody else because they don't need the belt to do Seth versus Punk. I think it's going to be Cody, and Cody's going to be like, "Fuck, I was supposed to win the Rumble." And now I got to figure out a way to finish my story and get to Roman. And I think from January to what is it? End of March, April, it's just going to be Cody yeah, crying April. and fighting. He's just going to be like, I got to finish the story, <laughs> you know, for three months. I think that's ex- the gear is going to be outrageous. It's going to be real racist <laughs> looking in there. Uh, do to- we get, do we get Brandy Rose? On I TV hope so. Listen, I'm advocating for my black queen to come. And be on TV finally. Yeah. I would love that. Fucking, you get Brandy Rhodes and a Confederate Whoa! flag. Whoa! All right, <laughs> let's. Okay, so here we go. Have you have you seen their Instagrams? I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. <laughs> no. They the man is literally cosplaying Homelander. Right, but y'all, uh, while he... he ended racism. His name is Cody True. Luther King <laughs> Jr., okay? He keeps it all hidden under his tattoo. He got it all Cody? under there. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about 9-11 like... again. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's tattoo is like the, the, the mark from a, on Guts's neck in Berserk. It starts glowing. Yeah. As as <laughs> some racist shit. He's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> you know. All right, yeah. so <laughs> fall off of the fall year. Fall off of the year. Brandy Rhodes when she comes out in that outfit. No. Follow. I guess I guess we have we have well we have most improved. Did we do we kind of yeah. touched we have, on we most improved most in, in all of this? We have most improved and we have uh, breakout stars of the year if y'all want to run through those. Well stories. I did I did breakout stars of twenty twenty four. Like who do we think is gonna really take off next year? Oh, well I did. Then it's okay, it could be both. Okay. I think most improved and breakout star of this year, I guess, would be Swerve, in my opinion, and just like how that character has become way cooler uh, in the last year. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, he hasn't had to improve that much, but he's had like the light shined on him to show us that he's improved by that much. So like, yeah. yeah, I had him as my breakout star for male of the year. Most improved, I had a different person, but. I agree. Breakout star of the year for me, male was Swerve for sure, hundred mm. percent. So, so for breakout, I did like Mo was saying. I did like who someone we might see breakout next year, twenty twenty four. And so, I don't know if this is official yet or not. I've heard things. Um, uh, Julia with a G. Mm-hmm from stardom yeah. um might be i guess might be coming to wwe have y'all yeah. heard about this i've heard yeah she was visiting the, the pc uh, the little yeah. PC. Yeah. yeah i could see if that happens and she comes over there i could see that just like and you know she'll obviously be on way more people's radar and i could see her kind of Hopefully they would use her correctly and she would explode mm-hmm, over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, get all kinds of new fans. And right. Whatnot. I mean, ditto. I, just very quickly, my breakout stars of 2024 was Julia and NXT. And we'll finally see Jade Cargill come 
and oh, that's hopefully true too, she'll yeah. be mm. at a place where they can debut her um, on the weeklies. And so I think it's going to be her year next year if they finally, if they decide it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, so of course it did my breakout differently, but for this year, for the female, I had Tony Storm. Tony. And we talked about her a, a lot. We talked about her a lot. Um, for my most improved though, I had Dominic Mysterio. Mm. Um, oh, nice. I think That's one good. thing about Dominic, he's definitely a victim of being protected by WWE writing. He definitely has the best people working with him because he hasn't sounded as robotic and generic as he he still does, but they make it part of his character. I think he needs to work on his mic work. But what I'll say about Dominic, I don't think people realize this man has great fucking matches. Like, I've never seen Dominic botch a move. He tells great stories in the ring. He's a great fucking wrestling heel. Like, he wrestles as a great heel. Um, I just think that he needs to get a little bit more hair on his chest, find his voice a little bit more. But in ring... Like, I, I equate him in theory the same. Like, people hate on Austin Theory. But if you look at Austin Theory's matches, that man is a fucking hell of a professional wrestler. Um, and, and Dominic's the same way. So Dominic's my most improved. Uh, Dirty Dom. Hmm. So for, for most improved, now this might make Aaron mad. Um, I, <laughs> I, put, I put Julia Hart. Just because, here's <laughs> the thing. True. Here's the thing. We, I mean, she's been, she's been very cool for a long time, but as far as wrestling goes, I think, you know, at first, you know, she, you know, I mean, she's young, she's still learning obviously, but I just feel like in this past year, even more so in like the past, like six months or so, I feel like she's improved a ton probably because she's getting more matches and more like TV time and whatnot. I don't know. I, I get real stoked on her matches. I, I understand she still has work to do, but at the same time, I think she's like come a long way and is having like sick matches in my opinion. That moonsault is a banger. Yeah. I'll admit, is a banger. I'll admit maybe I don't see it, but it seems like <laughs> all of the AEW fans do. I just don't. But every like the general consensus on consensus on Julia seems to be amongst AEW fans. You guys love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. It could be. It could be like that thing. Because all right, I will say this is also very controversial, and I love this person, but I don't see like what a lot of WWE people see in her. Like the EO Sky love. Like I think she's oh, very good. Out of here. I think she's very good. I think she's go. very good. This is what we've been waiting for. And yes. I enjoy her. But like during the fucking damage control stuff, I wasn't like, this is the standout star of like the whole thing. Like it just didn't, it seemed like a weird fixation to me on EO Sky. And maybe it was, I don't know. But like, uh, I never, I never got it too much until the Survivor Series War Games thing when she's jumping off of the top and trash cans and shit. <laughs> that was tight. But that was very tight. Psychopath yeah, like, behavior. Psychopath <laughs> behavior. Doing a lot of cool stuff in that match, but like before it, I just didn't. I just saw it as like somebody that was with Bailey, and I was like, "That's okay, fair, though. Cool. Uh, that is that is honestly kind of fair because yeah. damage control." It has kind of been booked like shit. So, mm-hmm. whereas fair. I think House of Black was doing like cool shit before, but once they added Julia Hart to it, it was like a whole new yeah. Look. yeah. Oh, and the, the build up for that harder. was great, where she got misted mm-hmm. and her eye. She would like it. It took like yeah. a year too. 
because she would get more and more fucked right. up. I guess mm. they were they've been kind of trying to do the same thing with um, Sky yeah. Blue, I guess, and and now she's bad and yeah. like tag teaming with mm-hmm. Julia. Um, have y'all but yeah but they, they need to stop with this abaddon shit that lady is just scary and i don't want her anywhere near me okay she's scary and it, it's i like nasty. that she's getting more tv time because at first it was like they had her on like the halloween episode and yeah, it was yeah. like oh abaddon's on here but i wasn't expecting to keep seeing her but then when i did i was like okay i'm, I'm mm. down with that also i think yeah. abaddon uses they them pronouns just to put that out oh, there apologies yeah, just to throw yes. that out there they, them. but uh i uh, mean did y'all shout out all the nba but, did y'all... but they them are still fucking scary <laughs> yeah. all right so <laughs> did you hear this julia hart uh anecdote about house of black before she joined i think this is what endeared me to her was that before when she was just joining house of black she was like oh i didn't understand i thought they were all satanists and brody king had to explain to her what atheism was and she was and he was he was like <laughs> that's adorable he was like no we're not satanists we just we're atheists and there's a difference there and she was like i'm mm, she was like adorable. i'm 19 and i'm from a christian household right. like i don't know what these guys mean so I yeah. was a cheerleader for the right. varsity. Right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. I did hear the thing where, like, it, I think it was on Brody's uh, interview with um, Renee, where he was talking about, you know, when when Julia was joining, and they like went to the mall to try mm-hmm. to find like outfits and stuff, and she found the hat and this and that. But they, they were like, you know, like talking to her and they're like, so like, what are you like into like this and that? Or like asking her about like music. And she was like, Oh, well, I don't know. She's like, I like like nine inch nails and like Marilyn Manson. And like, bro, he was like, okay. okay <laughs> yeah. We can, we can work with you. We, we can, can do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing that happened with buddy Matthews when they brought him in. And he was like, so are we going for more of like a Brody was like, he asked him, are we going for more of like a Slipknot vibe? And Brody King was like, no, 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 we don't do that here. <laughs> like, Let me give you the, the rundown of how like spooky works and metal and all this stuff. But. <laughs> oh, man. OK, well, Julia Appreciation Society segment. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And now for the fall uh, of the year, Aaron's choice, Julia Hart. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to be mean to her in this one. Um, are we going to go fall off or are we going to go silly prediction? Let's Which one do are we fall off. Let's do fall off and yeah. then, yeah, and then silly prediction. Okay. Um, but, well, before y'all, because I know Moe's and that's going to that's gonna be. I was going to pick Chris <laughs> Jericho, but I might die. <laughs> <laughs> you were disbarred. You were hereby disbarred from the permanent he, he used his cross to burn that out of you. He was like, "Get out!" He's banished for listen, life. Listen, well, if I throw, listen. All right, all right. So I'm gonna just keep that. That's between me and my God, and we'll leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> I have. I think I think I have I have a like more serious one and not as goofy as the rest of y'all's. I think is gonna be. So I'll just sure. do that first. And I think. Uh, I think Chris Statlander was my Whoa. Of the year. Ooh, thinking that's about it. Controversial, but kind of true. I really, really love Chris Statlander, and I waited so long for her to come back. And I don't think she like took the ball and ran as hard as she should have. You know why, Patrick? It. He want to know fucking why? Like I tried to I tell. Know, I like know. I tried to tell you guys. No 
fucking storylines. I know there's no storylines. There's no storylines, but then when you're against somebody like Julia Hart, who's making the best of the small amount of time that she's given and making it like a must-see thing, or like Tony Storm, there's no excuse for like Statlander to just like not make the best of the promos when she's also being the one that's like given the most time to do promos on the weekend shows. Uh, and I just like got kind of bummed, honestly. <laughs> like, I was I just the, like, the issue with stat is, and I hate to say it, but sometimes you got to play into the fucking tropes and she's a big burly ass woman. Be fucking mean. Just be yeah. imposing, be intimidating. You don't have to reach deep into your character work bag. Look at fucking China. It got her through fucking 20 years of a career. Look at fucking Rhea Ripley. She's doing it. You know what I mean? And maybe that's what we get now. Maybe that's next year. Uh, Because, yeah, I don't know. But I just, I would have liked to see her do a lot more than what she did. So that's, that's mine. I think she could benefit from like, just like talking to Christian Cage every day. Just call Christian. (laughs) Hey, what should I do for my character? And he'll tell you, just be fucking mean. He'll be, like, he'll be like, be everybody's adopted mother. Uh, and we'll just come out as a tag team. Well, then she'll be leading into Britt Baker territory, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's got to tease it out. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with these follows mm-hmm. because I have one, two, three, four names. Wow. Oh. That are all, they're all from one company. I think you know what company it is. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with my least egregious to the most okay. egregious, okay? <laughs> My least egregious fall-off, Jay Lethal. He's been wow. falling off since he got there, but the man is a shell of himself. He was one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions of all time, and Tony Khan's made him look like a babbling idiot. I call racism. <laughs> Going to the next one, uh, we, have, we have another person, Mark Briscoe, had a golden opportunity with the passing of one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time to push this guy to the moon. Why isn't Mark Briscoe Ring of Honor champion yet? Why has he not been Ring of Honor champion yet? Why did Samoa Joe just drop the title and not just have a match with him and give him the belt? I don't fucking know. Ruined all the momentum you had with Mark Briscoe. All right, next person I want to go to. I disagree with this one, but this seems to be just like everybody loves Julia Hart that's an AEW fan. This is not me because I love this guy. One of my favorite wrestlers, but you guys all say this. Hangman Page. Hangman Page. All that there's left to do is to turn heel because you've gotten as hot as you can as a babyface. He's got to turn. I think when the Bucks come back, he will turn. But the most egregious fall-off in all of professional wrestling has to be Coda bitch tits wow. abuse. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my okay. fucking God. What okay. happened? What the fuck happened to Kota Ibushi? If I had never seen a Kota Ibushi match and didn't know who he was and saw this man in AEW, I would be like, why is this guy so fucking special? <laughs> like, what in the fuck happened to this man? I don't think I need to explain. The, the proof I mean, is on he's television. old as hell, but... Uh, Jericho's old, old. Look at the goat. The goat is old. And the goat yeah, but the goat <laughs> hadn't been falling on his head for 20 years. Kota, uh, Kota, Ibushi, <laughs> Kota Ibushi, go do some DDP yoga. You know, like do whatever you got to do, but it's just not been working, buddy. And the, I lo- the hangman fall off is surprising though, since he had like two I of think, his best his matches. best year yeah. in his life. <laughs> I think he had a great year, but it, I think he had a great year. But I hear a lot of people say that they're not interested in hangman, and I don't get it. I don't get the hangman hate. I think some of it comes from that camp of like CM Punk fans who hate everybody in the elite, but like. I see it a lot on the internet. People like, oh, Hangman, no one likes him anymore. And it's like, bro, Hangman's the shit. 
Why don't you like? But yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't see that like at all. So this goes back to the YouTube yeah. thing. Maybe it does. <laughs> Maybe I listen to too much Jim Cornette. Well, I don't yeah. that, but also Hangman too. I think a lot of his like fall off came during his title run i heard a lot of people were saying he fell off yeah i think it was maybe yeah before like this. and maybe this is like, residual i also hate hangman when he's with the young bucks i think that like when he's separate from the young bucks he's incredible but we got blood and guts mm -hmm. and him and kota Ibushi got lost in the kenny omega young Bucks show and so and that's yeah, why i'm like sure. i would love a heel hangman but if it comes at the expense of him being with the young bucks next year i don't know it's gonna suck for me because i think they yeah. like yeah. they outshine him in a way that doesn't help him at all so yeah, i think that uh, sure. I, yeah. I really hope that i really hope that because shibata has looked miles better than abushi to me since mm. he came back so I really hope that they take a completely different approach with how they push Cassiora Shibata. Like, I hope that he gets to cut, like, villainous Shinsuke-type promos and just kick people's heads in. Kota Ibushi? I love Kota Ibushi. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Maybe it's the injuries, Pat. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I think it but is. I think it is. I think it does have something to do with yeah. the injuries. He has, like, a ton of concussions. He was injured when he left New Japan, I think. Uh, so I, I don't think he was, like, 100%. Or he hadn't been wrestling before he came into AEW. He had that whole thing with New Japan, too, where he wasn't wrestling at all for, like, a year or something yeah. like that. So it could just be, like, ring rust and we see, like, a better Coda next year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I um, read that his injuries were a lot worse than they were letting on. And so that was yeah. the last thing I read last week, I think. Because he was a puffy man when he came into Blood and Guts. Uh, He's looking like me. Damn, <laughs> Damn, He's got that Aaron Parker guy over there. <laughs> Shit, uh, dude. Doing moonsaults. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, the, the Hangman stuff is, I think, more in the, the year before this and the aftermath of... Uh, when they were doing all that, like hangman mental health stuff where he was like drinking too much or whatever like I was yeah because like, right. i thought because i thought that moxley feud to me was like a really slept on feud, Ugh, and i think one that's of my favorites propelled him into having a great year like i thought he had mm -hmm. a great year personally mm -hmm. but you know maybe i'm wrong it's probably just my echo chamber on the internet so i'll blame that on youtube <laughs> there you go <laughs> fuck you too all right eric what's yours did you do um so uh, and this was also kind of hard because it was like the people that I thought of, it was like, I don't want to, to have you on here. And it's almost like not even their fault. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and I love this person much like Patrick with the, with the stat thing. And I honestly, I also kind of thought about stat because I was like, you know, I love stat, but it was like, yeah, she came back and it was sick, but then it kind of like, I don't know, it like fizzled a bit. We saw her come back at Bowtie uh, we, in we an did. actual theater. Yeah, it was we, sick. We saw her in the <laughs> that theater. was a moment. That was a moment. That was the biggest pop of the whole night. In the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so I put I put Ruby. Oh yeah. There. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. That is and, a fucking yeah. good one. And it's like because I love her, but it's like I don't know. I I think I expected her to have this like great year, or maybe more so great like you know 
second half of the year, but it's been just like weird. And they're now they're doing this whole like love interest thing, which I'm not even, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll end up fun. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a little bit of a bummer. Cause I, I love her so much, but it's, it's been kind of weird lately. Yeah. Dude, that's such a good one. And it goes back to, I believe we all four might've had, a conversation. I think me, you, and Moretta had this conversation without uh, without Pat on the pod, but it goes back to what I've been saying this whole time. She's been miscast in the Outcasts. Mm. She's been she's been pegged below Soraya when she should have been pegged above Soraya. Uh, Tony is is a whole nother. She's she, she's Tony Storm. You know. Yeah. I just think that it's just she's been miscast, man, and it sucks because. If you want to talk about legitimacy as a performer, she's one of the most legitimate women performers they have mm-hmm. on that roster. Yeah. And I mean, nothing against Sky Blue or Julia. Um, I think Sky Blue, especially, I love her entering work, but it's like when you have Sky Blue getting more TV time than Ruby Soho, it's like, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean? I'm hoping they do something where it's like, because her and, and Soraya keep like, arguing with each other about the whole i don't know like soraya supposed to be like the mom in the situation or something with, with like the whole love interest thing and so they keep like having these weird little arguments hopefully maybe that will lead to a match between the two of them and hopefully they you know fucking tear the house down and then it like can kind of make both of them even more relevant because as they should be yeah. Yeah. And I think it's definitely possible too cuz you look at like where Tony Storm was at the start of this year. I feel like she was in a very situ uh similar place to Ruby. For sure. And, yeah. and then she freaking did she her just thing and came is now and did her thing. The best she thing. she yeah. she went to Tony Khan and was like, "Get me out of this." <laughs> <laughs> um well, sure. I think a but, good yeah. segue would be like the 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 one person who's the common denominator in all of these wrestlers lives is tony motherfucking con i <laughs> um, also i have Di- dynamite on the background and they just finished the mox strickland jay white thing um so oh, nice. that it's like I've- I've got it. Uh, I got the DVR. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's 30 minutes. The, I won't tell you who the winner is, but um, it just finished. But um, yeah, I, I'm not going to go too long. I know Dynamite's on and we want to we want to finish this up real quick. But I'll just say that, like, I don't know what Tony Khan has been on this year, but it just feel like every move is the wrong move. And I think similarly, like I was genuinely excited about the outcasts. I thought they started off really hot and strong as like these three women who came into AEW talking about, you know, y'all are all amateurs. We came from the other place. We know how to work. We know how to tell stories. We know how to cut promos. And then what happened? Mm -hmm. Tony is off doing her own thing now. And we may or may not get a blow off feud between Soraya and and Ruby Soho on Rampage, the C-Show, you know? like And on top of that, I feel like Ruby is someone who Julia and and Sky Blue can be learning from since she's been in the business for all this time. She should be, but anyways, all that to say is the same thing with like Mark Briscoe, it's the same thing with Jay Lethal, it's the same thing with Chris. Who books Mm. these people? Tony Khan. And he, I don't, I, I... 
feel like I'm watching Twilight AEW this year. It feels like <laughs> 2021, I was like, AEW can do no wrong. You signed CM Punk, you signed Danielson, you signed Adam Cole. They had arguably their WrestleMania 17 at All Out 2021. And I was like, this company is going to go just up, up, and up. And now you're telling me CM Punk's fired. The devil may be Jack mm. Perry. Women can't get oh, more God. than 10 minutes on a TV show. I have to sit here and watch Brian Danielson walk out with a cane and a crutch every week for the sake of pro wrestling. <laughs> Who and, is this guy? And, and this show is sponsored by... Whoa, <laughs> and I guarantee you, he, he talks so much shit in the beginning. I guarantee you, we are two years away from Tony Khan bringing in Hulk Hogan. It is a fact. Oh, the man, Lord. I'm oh, telling man. you right now. So fall off of the. I don't year, know about that. I, one. I, I, I don't know about listen. that. One. This is going to be like when when WCW changed its symbol to that weird fucking symbol. Clip it. <laughs> the bat logo, like, like the Batman logo, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip this. Put it out there into the universe. Tony Khan's bringing in Hulk Hogan in 2025. I know it. <laughs> so, with that Hulk energy drink, <laughs> the Hulk. Hulk has to, Hulk has to make it to 2025. All right, yeah. <laughs> with all the stem cells floating around, he all right. But that's true. That's true. That man yeah, is doing good. So fall off of the year, no longer Booker of the year. Tony Khan, suck my dick. There you go. well said well said a a solid ending to the fall off (laughs) a man who can go no lower in moretta's eyes tony khan uh Y'all want to just touch on your silly predictions for next year just do sure yeah yeah, we'll get out of here the silly predictions look rick flair wrestles again yeah, I think 50-50. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> and dies in and, the ring. <laughs> and dies. And then CM Punk. And I have a serious one, though. Here we CM go. CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at some point. Oh, with Paul, with Paul Hayden. Yes. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, hey, so. that ain't that ain't that silly. I think that, that could happen. That's pretty, that's you don't think they're going to use there. the Paul Heyman Roman stuff instead? It would be dope if that led into it. Like, yeah. like Paul Heyman maybe like ditches Roman for Punk or something, and then Brock comes back. And yeah, like, or triple fuck? threat: Paul Heyman on a pole match, Roman, <laughs> Brock, and Punk. Shark, Shark cage. cage, Shark Cage, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. That'd be perfect. Val Venus has severed penis <laughs> on a pole match. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. There we go. Um, <laughs> I did put, uh, I wanted to mention, I, I think I told y'all about this. I had a dream where it turned out that Kenny Omega's whole thing of being super banged up was all a work. And then he was the mm-hmm. devil. Um, that'd yeah. be fun. That would be fun. Um, yeah. here's, that would be good. here's a silly one, but would be my absolute dream if it came true. Uh, See after after CM Punk um, headlines Mania, he quits and comes back to AEW, <laughs> and 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 they draw the devil thing out so that he can be as it should have been. Wow, the devil. <laughs> okay. these are good. I I love the holding on to these it. These are so yeah, hold good. it, hold it. <laughs> That was that was honestly the main reason why when when Punk showed up at the end of fucking SummerSlam or whatever the fuck that was Survivor Series Survivor Series um 
honestly, it's like I it was just pure shock, but also kind of bummed because I was holding on to just like this thing of like, it's all been a work and punk's going to be the devil and it's going to be the best fucking thing in the world. <laughs> um, I mean, it was still like, it was insane when he showed up at the end yeah. of survivor series. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was bummed, but, <laughs> but no, I felt, I felt that bummer. And it was like, why am I not? Cause it's like, I, I was really, I was bummed for like months after he got mm-hmm. fired. Like, legit like depressed about it but and i was like oh like i i hope i get to see him wrestle again but i really wanted it to be in aw but i was like if he does go to wwe that would still be cool because at least i get to see him wrestle again but at the same time it's like yeah i was like why am i why am i not more stoked right now like i want to be stoked but i'm more just like bummed because i want him to be the devil so Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i was i was there was a level of jackedness but it 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 kind of came later i was like i need to rewatch like i rewatched it again like that night and then i was like okay now i'm feeling the stokeness because when it first happened it was more of just like like oh my god like shock and also like fuck i wanted him to be the devil (laughs) and then that also plays Uh, into it too like tony khan fumble cody rhodes cm punk and jade cargill like if those were like mm -hmm. my ex-employees i would just i don't know jump off a bridge i I, I (laughs) right you fumbled some baddies i'm sorry yeah like i don't know the 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 punk firing was just, I understand that like the internet was giving him so much shit where it's like, you need to like, you know, be a better boss and take action and blah, blah, blah. So he was like, okay, I'll, I'll fire CM Punk. But it's like, dog, uh, you should have thought a little harder about that. I I was going to say now that real quick, now that the details are mostly like, we know most of the details. Is it safe to say that punk was right? I mean, I'm always going to say, I've got, I, I I have I have a yeah. pin that says he was right that Mo sent me <laughs> along with the six things shirt. I should have I should have been fucking wearing that shit the whole time here. Um, I don't know if. Well, I, you still don't really well, know what the fuck happened, so it's like vi- violence. Listen, here's listen, the thing: Steven, violence Steven, is always right. Steven, <laughs> listen, Stephen Stephen P knew Stephen P knew and Chris Jericho went back and forth on Twitter, so we kind of know something happened. <laughs> Yeah. I think Punk was probably in the right and Punk handled it wrong yeah. Punk way, which <laughs> yeah. is that's that's probably the right. truth of it. That's the truth of it. <laughs> uh, and mean, Jack Perry definitely probably had it coming, and so did the Young Bucks probably. Yeah. But uh, bitches get stupid. <laughs> 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 and I mean, if we're gonna be real, I love Hangman. He started it. He started it, so <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think yeah, anything about the the hangman stuff. Punk I'm like, please. Sensitive. Punk was saying punk some was crazy shit in the ring too. So punk, punk was being sensitive for sure. I think Punk pulled that sure. out once he got 
<laughs> but, to try and make something. I think Punk just reacted in a way that maybe well, calmed he's, down. Yeah, I think he calling was, somebody, I think calling somebody an empty-headed dumb fuck is worse than anything. Than Adam Page. true. <laughs> and he still to this day is catching strays from Punk. Like he is minding his business, and Punk's like, "And you know what? Hang yeah. it's a peg warmer." And you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Adam, that was funny. That was funny as shit because it's true. Because it is true. It is funny as fuck. Um. Okay. And so to wrap it up, my silly prediction is Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Billy Corgan is going to maybe sell NWA to Tony Khan. Ooh. Because I just feel like that's not silly. That's possible. It's silly to me because I feel like again, talk about somebody who just fumbled the bag. I heard about this cocaine spot and then putting the belt on <laughs> Tyrus Cyrus, whatever that little man name is. Um, so I'm just like, I think at some point the money, he's just going to be so much in the red that he's like, Hey, Tony, you trying to give me like $5? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not even silly. I could realistically. So he could go put out another smashing pumpkins record that no one listens to. It's fine. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be seeing him this summer. Let me take it back. Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid. And I mean, All In, All In started the the original one. I was going to see, yeah. You know, it had the NWA stuff in it. Thunder Rosa, uh, Thunder Rosa, Ricky Starks, Ziggy Dice is there now. Like, there's tons of from NWA. Yeah, so I think Tony's going to be like, I got money, I'll buy it. Make it my third promotion after ROH. That man's going to have a heart attack. He's got too much going on. I'm telling you, when you do, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> do the amount of coke he does. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Now it's all just, now he's on pure woo energy. <laughs> just, yeah, woo energy. <laughs> now with extra bull semen or whatever's in there. <laughs> Superior jacked offedness. Yeah, uh, extra jizz. I had, like, well, a, a cool one that I thought, like, would happen maybe next year that you know talking about cm punk and now that i'm over it and like what's he gonna do in wwe uh i wrote that he would win money in the bank and then just like have the money in the bank uh like just be like a threatening figure to everybody for the rest (laughs) of the year like that would be poetic that would be poetic because he won his first title by cashing in the money in the bank so it would be like And then he wins Money in the Bank and has the briefcase and then shows up on AEW the the next day with with the yes, with the briefcase. And then he opens the briefcase up and it's the straight edge title that he has. You know, it would be even better if MJF doesn't resign with AEW, goes to WWE and they finish their story there. Yeah. Hey, that would be rough. That would be rough. But I, who do we uh, have to blame for that? I mean, it would, yeah, it'd be, it, yeah. If it can happen, if it has to happen in that way, uh, let's do it. Yeah. I would prefer, it's not punk, a, I would prefer punk going to AW, but if, if, if their thing, yeah. If it's more, I'm happen, telling you, it's more, it's stuck. more. It's more likely to happen the way Mo said because it's not yeah. if MGF is going to WWE; it's when at this for point, Ricky yeah. Starks too. For him and Ricky Starks both, it's Ugh, it's when. That's Ricky. like for sure. my 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 silly one was uh, for Vince to shit on the South one last time, and uh, the Rock's music hits right before <laughs> WrestleMania, uh, and Cody just uh, is nothing at the end. 
I think uh, I think our boy Vince. I think this might be his last year on Earth. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna put he's gonna he's gonna put all his goddamn life energy into shitting on the South one last time. Yo, I'm so done. Yo, I love it. And on that note. Yeah. Yes. Thanks everybody for tuning in to episode twenty of Permanent Marks. Follow us and uh, do all that shit. Hopefully we don't get kicked off all streaming platforms. Yeah. Yeah. We got nine eleven. Vince dying. Drug talk. Allegations. Allegations. (laughs) We're just we're just naming this episode allegations. Number twenty. The words nine eleven and Jesus showed up to watch. (laughs) <laughs> Too much woo energy was to blame for all the oh, jizz. Oh my goodness me. Wow. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll see everybody next time. Later. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, sir.